Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Hello and welcome along to this week's Rugby Pod. I'm your host Andy Rowe and as usual I'm joined by Jim Hamilton and Andy Good. Uh, thanks a lot to Rugby Pass for their help with the pod. Uh, you can watch the show live on rugbypass.com and if you're in Dublin this weekend for the Champions Cup quarterfinals, Jim and Luke Fitzgerald are doing a live show on Friday at the Lip End preview Saracens versus Leinster. Tickets are five euros and are available on Eventbrite or our social media channels and all proceeds go to the IRFU charitable trust five pound a ticket absolute bargain to see five, myself five, five euros what did really? i say five pound well it's effectively the same though, I think five, it's euros. not today 1.14 okay you know mate you know <laughs> i've not been looking sterling at is on the rise oh is it yeah we're off to hong kong next week aren't we we are ten dollar mate what are you doing in hong kong mate, there's, it's all it's all going on it's hong kong sevens basically oh, you dressing up uh no maybe I saw a picture of you dressed up the other day. Did you? Yeah, with your legs out. Or the, yeah, that we've got Scott Brits on later. We can talk about that there. But basically, yeah, his <laughs> testimonial sprung upon me. Someone's gone out of their way to take a picture of me on stage what? dressed as Captain Hook, and then they've gone out of their way to airbrush me fucking calves out. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, airbrush the calves. No one does that, <laughs> mate. They have. No one does that. This Why is... were you dressed as Captain Hook? Because my, I got asked to for me one of my good friends' testimonials. And was every other person in the room dressed up like an absolute David Flatman, who was hosting the event, was dressed as is Tinkerbell the one with the, the wings? Yeah. Oh my tits. He That's all good. I'm saying. He had everything down to a T. But he needed a fucking bra. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know. I was like, Are mate. Did he have better tits than me? Or he had better knockers than you, mate. He did. He had firmer, he had firmer knockers than you. Firmer? Yeah, firmer. Oh, no. That's not better. Well, it depends. It depends yeah, yeah. what you want. Yeah. Um, but let's, can we talk about your pins, mate? What? Mate, I've, been tra- I've been training. So I don't know. Training what? Mate, I've always had. You've th- been doing zero calf raises. No, no, no one, leg why, legs. Would I, why would I do a calf you raise? You skip leg day. I don't. I do. You legs. 100%. <laughs> I do. Skip there like mate, a couple of. Couple of twiglets. You know the funniest thing about it was couple right, of twiglets. State of them. The funniest thing about it was so I was getting pelters on social media. Someone was sending me like someone wearing size forty shoes with basically <laughs> two breadsticks. Yeah, two breadsticks in. <laughs> I was taking <laughs> Pinocchio. But I was taking I was taking pictures of my calf. I was like tempting my calf. I was like, I need to post that because that my calf looks amazing. <laughs> so and I was like, I can't, I can't bite because else I'll be biting, won't I? Yeah. But I'm looking at it. It's like. It's not a great... Some angles aren't great, Goody. Like the angle on here. Some angles aren't great. So when the podcast comes out... So I've just taken a picture that when the podcast goes out, hashtag angles. All right? This is what's going to go out. Let's mangles, just be honest. Mangles. I'll put on a bit of timber. You have lost a shed load. I think you're modelling yourself on Teddy Von Trump. No, I'm 118 kg. You, you told me she has got a beautiful set of pins. And hung and like you... an absolute donkey. <laughs> bizarre. Trade Your bizarre. legs are an embarrassment okay, to well, you gonna, and I, your family. I'm going to upload a picture of my calf tomorrow, potentially. Goody, how's your weekend, mate? you dress up at all or um, you just keep it clean? Well, no, we just well, dressed up, but you just keep that behind closed doors. Oh, what did you dress you up do? as? As a lion. He dressed up as a lion. Twins are asleep. Yeah. And then what? I'm like... How you doing? Bow, 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 so, bow, bow, bow. Is it is your missus like get the light off, please? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like that. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Big daddy. <laughs> uh, what did I do the weekend? Uh, down in sweated. Exeter. He sweated down, a lot. <laughs> down in Exeter, uh, speaking at a lunch on Saturday. Of course. Took my mum and dad out for Sunday lunch and then commentated on one of the worst French games ever. Who? Leon against Racing. Two hours, I'll never get back. I know we'll get onto the Champions Cup, but Russin primed to beat Clermont or not? Well, Clermont lost 49 0 to that... Toulon <laughs> away from home. Um, and literally, it wasn't 49 0 of we got dominated by a better team. It was a shambles. Really? Like defence zero, like three people in the defensive line, all the rest are still on the halfway line. So What's going on? I don't know, shambles. But it's the French, isn't it? You, you, they will pull out a big performance this weekend. Uh, but Russin are tough to beat. Russin are. Team that concede the least amount of tries in the top 14, least amount of points. Has Carter been playing? Uh, no, dropped. Really? Mm. Started against Stade Francais last weekend, so going back uh, the weekend of the last Six Nations game. Yeah. Hooked off after 45 minutes. Really? Mm. Why is he not giving a shit now? He's been struggling with injury. And in terms of the game, he's a, he's a legend, what he's achieved. But, you know, you talk about retirement and, you know, slowing down. You talk about your career. And how hard it was to back up last the last season, game after game after game for the A team on a Monday night. He ain't doing it for anyone. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, no, it's tough for him. Um, and they've got Pat Lambie there, my old protege at uh, the Sharks. Yeah. Taught him everything not to do. He's 
apparently got an unbelievable bush, didn't he? Curly. curly. Mental bush, mental goal kicking as well. Really? Strong boy. Okay. Um, yeah. But so, why are we talking about French? We were talking about Carter, anyway, that's why. that was my weekend. Did you see Dillian White's fight? Oh, oh my word. Mate, Brown, it was like, it's like fighting you, mate. It was like fighting the, the pissed up bloke from the pub with a belly hanging out. Is that me? He got absolutely <laughs> poleaxed, mate. Were you, at, were you at the fight? Yeah, I've also got an upgrade for this uh, this fight. Joseph Parker. It. it should be just about ringside for that fight. That'll be amazing. Can, oh, you, mate, can you get a t-shirt and wear it ringside that says... Fish. I eat cat food. <laughs> I'm the weird fish and I eat cat food. I'll see, I'll see Andy what Rowe, I Yeah. I will say it here now and Goody will say the same. 500 quid each to the Matt Hampson Foundation if you brand up a t-shirt that says I eat cat food and wear it to the fight. Just a t-shirt. And, it's, a seen, t-shirt. and it's seen on TV. And it's seen on TV. I eat cat food. I'll see what I can do. You get it printed, mate. No problem. Shake. No, no problem. Okay. Shake. He's and, shaking. And then off the back of it, you reckon Parker's got a chance? Yeah. If he loses, are you eating a tin of cat food on this show next week? <laughs> it's a 50-50 fight. Why would I, why would I want to eat a tin of cat food you, on a fight? Well, so you're saying he's well mate, lose, you ate so. a, a can of cat food for nothing. <laughs> Either way, he's wearing a t-shirt saying, I eat cat food. Happy? I'm the weird fish and I eat Forget cat food. Forget it, sit on yes. TV. It's well yeah. worth it. Well worth it. We'll, uh, we'll get into the Premiership shortly. Uh, just before we start, we've uh, just got a quick shout-out to Alan Wood. Uh, we've been sent this by an avid listener and a friend of his in the desert in Doha RFC in Qatar. Alan is a mini and youth coach from Tamworth Rugby Club in Staffordshire and was due to be running his second London Marathon next month, raising funds for Wooden Spoon Charities, uh, children's charity. Um, however, he was hit by a van last week while training and suffered multiple broken ribs, broken pelvis, and is now in ICU fighting a different sort of challenge. Uh, we just wanted to give him a shout out and send our best wishes um, to him and his family and anybody wanting to donate to his cause can do so at justgiving.com forward slash Alan hyphen wood four. So it's Alan hyphen wood four. And yeah, shout out from us, mate. Um, hope you recover well and we're thinking about you. Big Stay fella. strong. Let's, uh, let's get into the premiership. Uh, Saracens 24, 11 over Quinns. How's the game? Al Dull. Mate, great stadium. Though. Oh, mate, yeah. I mean, to put the fixture on, in, what was it, 57,000? Yes, mate, it was a nice... I was there. Mate, mm. lovely stadium. I don't know. Mate, great occasion, great yeah. occasion, but the Ruggers weren't great. The Ruggers was poor, wasn't it? Yeah. Mate, it was always going to be there, weren't it? There's not going to be much huge amount of intensity. I was right? quite excited by it, because obviously you start off and you see the, what, the two big, tries. Yeah, yeah. Big Marrow, he ain't tired, is he? Well, he says he ain't. The old bands. He's got seven no, carries, 44 metres and 10 tackles. All right, Lulls, start, yeah. man. All right. Rolls everywhere. And then... Liam, Will- Liam Williams' try, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Outstanding try. Yeah. And you're like, here we go. Saris are in the mix. They are going to absolutely pull Quinn's pants down. And then I was just like... Yeah. Reset scrum. Yeah. Scrum's going great, eh? Knock on. Yeah. Let's get to the pie van. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was... As a spectacle, it, it, Saris are always going to win, right? Because they always win that game after the Six Nations, like Quinn's normally beat Saris at uh, the stoop. Yeah. Um, brilliant spectacle, as in getting the, a new stadium and, and the amount of people through the door. No doubt Jim was dominating the corporate lounge before. Oh, just up there, just doing my bit as an ambassador for the club. Yeah. You know? And then um, right. you expected a Saris win, but do they care? I don't think Saris care how entertaining they were or not. They, it was all about getting the win and they're back up to second. Exactly. Just. Yep. Mate, Wasp had it, didn't they? What a game that was. It was good. Oh, I, I actually watched it. Mate, I, watched I generally it. reckon 16 15. Yeah, I reckon that's the best Premiership game of the season for the whole package of a game. And moments in the game. Oh, what amazing. About, what about Tate's try, uh, cover tra- tra- tackle? Try saver. I thought he was absolutely fucked. Then he re-signed yeah. for Leicester. I'm like, what's well, going well, on? Well, he signed for Bayonne, didn't he? Oh, did he? And then he got, they got relegated, and then he went back to Leicester and went, actually, they've been relegated. Um, so in France, they don't want a contract necessarily when you get relegated. Re-signed. And he was on the bench. So Manu, uh, sad news about Manu, isn't it? Well, how bad is it? Oh, well, it's Peck again, isn't it? But the other one this time. What sort of time frame is that? Mate, he's out for the season, isn't he? Well, we're speculating, but um, I think last time we did his Peck, he was four or five months, wasn't he? Well, this is the thing, right? Because he looked like he was in a lot of pain on the bench after. He just tries to... It's his ta- I mean, I'm not... I'd never, ever try and teach someone to tackle. But you watch the way he tackles, and he's monstrous anyway. But he's, he flies in open shoulders yeah. with an arm coming. And it's legal tackles... But he throws that much into it. All you need is a sharp elbow or something or a knee or something well, to catch you on that tendon. Bit, yeah. yeah, but... Well, he, he looked in pain, didn't he? But I think that might be a good thing. Normally, if you rupture something or you something's can't. come off the bone, you can't really... Like, you get, like, it's bang and then there's not a lot of pain. Normally, if you tear something, 
Or if you do a bony injury, they're the sore ones. Yeah. So, mate, hoping for him. But, yeah. mate, Leicester were lucky in that game, eh? Yeah. Oh, mate, so how, 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 how bad Ford? Mate, I've said... <laughs> <laughs> mate, how bad? Oh, I thought you were bad at tackling. Oh, thanks, mate. Mate, he, did, he runs out well, of he, hide, he hides on the blind wing and stuff, doesn't he? But even when he has to make a tackle. Yeah. But it's not just that, though. His attack, I thought, was towards the second half. He's chucking... Lobbing balloons. God, yeah, exactly. But Wasps should have won that game. Yeah. The amount of line breaks they make, they're so exciting to watch. But then, if you can't finish, you ain't going to win the game. And you talk about try-saving tackles. One of the moments of the game for me, yes, Dan Robson makes the break down the side, Matt Tate makes the tackle, but Leicester put a beautiful bit of attacking rugby together, inside ball, um, to make the line break. And I can't remember who made the line break. But there's three players queued up on the outside. He's gone back inside to Sam Harrison, and Dan Robson gets across to make the the cover tackle. But yeah. some, uh, it was a quality, high intensity Premiership game. And Elliot Daly's fingers, I've seen the picture of that. Oh my days! I've not seen it. Compound fracture of the finger. Yeah. Oh mate, they ain't that bad. Bone coming out. Mate, no problem. <laughs> Toughen tough up, toughen up, toughen up, Dale's boy. Well, well our Jim, mate. Um, but yeah, proper banging game. Yeah, um, it was good. Good game of ruggers, that. Yeah. Because you don't see, see many at Welford Road. The pitch is normally quite bad, but now we're in the summer months. Everyone thought Wasps, it was primed for their day. Yeah. I don't know. This £500 bet I've got Wasp in the top four, they could oh, fall out of the top you, four. Are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a grand anyway to Hambo. It was 500 snakes, weren't it? Well, we'll listen back to the we'll go, Yeah, we'll look back. How good did Newcastle look in their, in their kit, Goody? 25, 22 over... Oh, you know, it's actually a, it's a huge weekend for Premiership Rugby. Obviously, the Saracens game at, at the London Stadium, um, getting 57,000 people there, the humdinger at Welford Road. But then Newcastle, that's a massive step for Newcastle to take it to St. James's Park. I mean, that's an iconic football stadium. I loved it. And then you look at it and you get like Newcastle play at Kingston Park, and I love playing there, but there's max ever to 10,000 people there. Yeah. Max. Uh, for them to take it to a big stadium, the form they're in in terms of where they are in the Premiership, you know, and they... Yeah, did they? They deserve to win. But they didn't perform, did they? No. But the best bit about it, the kit. As I, cause I hadn't seen the kit. Oh, good. It came out in the black and white stripes in Newcastle, and I reckon genuinely that they should make that their home kit now. Yeah. And make it, uh, you know, some real identity to Newcastle mm. because there's no way you're changing Newcastle Football Club. But if you're Newcastle Falcons, jump on the bandwagon of. You're going to sell loads of them. You sell loads of loads of kits. And, I tried to buy one. Did you? So yeah, I tweeted them and said, "Can I buy a shirt?" And they said that they're auctioning off. The match shirts, yeah. but they're sold out of all the other ones. I'm up there on Friday, so I'll... Mate, double XLT. Oh, I'll save that shit. I'll double save XLT, that mate. But the best thing about it, Nicky Gunnivar, the old Alan Shearer celebration, how good was that? I Genuinely, right, I got goosebumps looking at that, because I like my football, like yeah. I do, and, and Shearer's era, yeah. Cantona, yeah. Boa, yeah. barring in. Uh, Peter Unlove. Yeah, Peter Unlove. You're having a laugh. <laughs> We ate Villa and we ate Villa. So football, like that era is kind of my era. So yeah, I, Brian Kilkline. Yeah. No? Uh, but watching Gone of a Celebration, I've got goosebumps watching, looking at that. And people are like, and they're talking about Marrow's Celebration, which was a bit weird, but Gone of a's one was classic. Class. I hadn't even thought about that myself. Yeah. And then you see it, you're like, I was pissing myself. It, it was, was awesome. Hilarious. It's amazing. And you're right, you get goosebumps and stuff like that when you're watching it. And he literally jogs in from 25 out, the old scoop up, but then... When you see the iconic right hand in the air. But that's class. Right. Absolutely class. Especially from someone like him. And I don't mean that in at all a discriminative way, if that's a word. Is that a word? I, well, I've just made it up. Discriminatory. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, so, yeah. Someone from the South Sea Islanders yeah. that understands the history of that club and yeah. Newcastle. Yeah. And that's why I'm so glad to see them. And we, we, we said, we predicted top six, didn't yeah. we? That's what we said. And they, they could go one further. Question. Yeah. Why the hell did Leicester ever let Nicky Gunnover go? Mate, he, I, that was going to be my next point. So him, he's the difference, mate. Yeah. How good is he? He's ridiculous. He could be like 46 and he's still the best player. But when Newcastle. they went through a blip, he wasn't playing. He was injured, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. And yeah. now look. He's a boss. He is, mate. And Leicester, why didn't you keep him? Because he's unbelievable. Well, they wanted to get forward. You're horrible, you are. <laughs> <laughs> You're, horrid. You're horrid, mate. Did you watch the Exeter Bath game? Uh, yeah, it's an average game, wasn't it, in terms of quality, purely yeah. because of the weather, weather and the pitch. Yeah. The, the thing, you look at that Exeter game, and the big thing for Exeter now is Gareth Steenson's there, been their skipper, their fly half, their linchpin, and the game runs around him. He's been dropped. He's on the bench. Yes. And young Simmons. Who's good. Are you playing mate, the, if, good. You, if you're playing the Premiership final tomorrow, who are you picking? Mate, you're picking him. Oh, yeah. Mate, he's good, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. good. Do you know what I liked about it as well? I don't know if you saw the moment where Steenson come on. And I did, see, Sim, I, see, Simmons, I, Simmons is telling him where to go. I disagree with this. Why? I, I, I watched it, and the, the commentators... It was were, awkward, way. 
the commentators were watching it going, oh, he's told him, get back there. As a player, you run on and you, you're you told where to go. Yeah. Simmons hasn't turned around and gone, Steenson, get back on the fullback or on the wing, I'm staying at 10. He's turned around, if you watch it properly, yeah. he's listened and he's looked and he's gone, okay, basically Steenson's come on with the instructions, you stay at 10, I'm there. So people saying... I love the fact he's turned around and told him, get back there, son. No, I don't Absolute mean... Absolute <laughs> rubbish. I don't mean that he's told him that. I mean that they've, they've got that rapport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. London Irish were up 17-0 oh, before what you mate. dropping it. 17-0 up at home to Gloucester. Declan Kidney Beans come in. Kidney Beans. Kidney Beans come in, mate. And, and, let's, and let's kiss the hoop. Yeah. Let's kiss us, mate. It's come in. And let's not... Well, we might chat about Kennedy later. I don't know. But let's talk about it now, shall we? Mate, so I thought it might be in the ugly. It might be. Mate. Disappointed with how he's been treated. If that's the case, but how, go on then. Go on then. What do, what, 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 how do you mean how how he's been treated? He's coming there to do a job. Yeah, right. He's director of rugby, doing a good job. Every, is he? Of course he is. Bottom of the league. Yeah, and we're in a results-driven business. Yeah, no, and no. I've got a lot of time for Nick Kennedy. Performance-driven business for him, surely. Surely he can't be judged on results. Of course he, he can. Not now. He's in the Premiership. They're getting relegated. But look at their squad. I know, but that's you know that's part of being a director of rugby. Man, I just think it's hard for the, any team that comes up now. Oh, it is. Don't yeah, don't get me wrong, it is. And the fact is, you look at the squad and you look at the coaching panel. There, you've got Nick Kennedy, director yeah. of rugby; Paul Hodgson, attack coach; Declan, Declan Danaher, defence; Skivington, Skivington forwards. forwards. Yeah. In terms of rugby IQ, four pretty fantastic players in their time at London Irish and outside of London Irish. Yeah. But coaching IQ, they're Brendan Venter as well. How much is he there? Brendan Venter's got like 45 jobs. Yeah, like you. Yeah, exactly. And I haven't even got time to go to the gym, mate. That's the problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Brendan Venter is long distance. He's doing the Italy thing as well. Part of Safka as well. He's a doctor. So how much, how many man hours was he giving him in terms of development? So I understand why they had to bring someone in. I think the fact that they brought two people in to help it. If they'd have brought Declan Kidney Beans in as a, he's down as a consultant or something, isn't he? Yeah. As his job title, then maybe. But the fact that you brought in Declan Kidney Beans and Les Kissas. Was his position untenable? No. Mate, with it, those people coming second, in? He's in his second year. Yeah. But he did sell me a dream. And this is not it. This is not it. Well, basically, he's got sacked because you didn't turn up at London Irish after signing the heads of terms. What's someone saying, mate? Did you sign Do you the think heads it would have been different if I was there? Uh, yes, you wouldn't have beaten Quinns on the first day of the season because you'd have been like, let's stick it up the fucking jumper, lads. Well, mate, it's a results-driven business, Goody, as it, you just it said, is, mate. It is, and they beat Quinns on the first day of the season. They did, but 17-0 up and they've, they've bombed their chances, mate. Yeah, tough, isn't it? And you're right, that they generally in the Premiership, you finish where the quality of your squad is and how much you spend. And Exeter, I think, punch above their weight and Sarries get, uh, a huge disadvantage during the autumn and Six Nations because the players they do see so you manage all that. Wasser brought in a lot of South Africans. So yeah, what yeah, yeah. generally got a, a damn good squad along with Exeter and and the top three teams are, are far better than the rest over a season. But London Irish in reality their squad is the twelfth best squad in the league. So he was hamstrung by that a little bit. But also you know if they'd have bought I don't know how he's been treated. He's uh, it sounds like he's chosen to walk away because they brought in two guys above him. Yeah. Or not, not necessarily above him because it's not above him. He, he was still director of rugby, but he probably felt his nose was put out of joint. Um, but this, you know, the hard thing in rugby is he had a job there, and he pro- by the sounds of what the board was saying, they wanted to develop him, and he's probably got a job for a long time. But he's chosen to walk away because it's not what he expected, I suppose. I think he'll get a big job. I don't mean as in terms of a big, big Premiership job, but I mean something maybe in England. Like heading up the end of twenty, I don't know. Yeah, this is, yeah. this, is me, mean, this it, is me just saying, mate, because he, he's a good bloke. Very good bloke, but a very intelligent rugby. I mean, you know, second rows better than anyone yeah. else uh, in terms of who sat in this room as a player to play against. Yeah, mate, just a proper nose, I reckon. Yeah, he was. Yeah, good thinker of the game. And that's a compliment. Yeah. Did you ever win a line out when he was playing against you? I reckon I took him to the cleaners in and Bob Casey. Mate, <laughs> you're laughing, mate, you're laughing. You're laughing like I'm joking. He had Bob Casey, mate. He was about 40 stone. <laughs> and his knees were absolutely fucked when he, he played. Could run, he could run a line out there, couldn't he, Nick? Mate, Kennedy? he could. Mate, he was a good player. Good player. Uh, yeah, but Gloucester on the demise again. I know they won, but they just dropped off, didn't they? The Ack- mate, ever since Ackerman got off with them charges... Yeah, mate, nothing, the, the, nothing in that. Mate, they're rubbish. Well, they're not rubbish. They won, mate. They got bonus point. Yeah, I know they did. Yeah. So, but top- seventeen 0 down. That the, the big, the big cock up there is that was Irish's chance. And you talk about momentum. Worcester got absolutely dominated and humped up at Sale. My hump. 
And if Irish are 17 0 up, you, you question game management, etc. Saracens go 17 0 up. Are they ever losing a game? No, we're not. not. A chance. No, we are not. Not a chance. Exeter go 17 0 up. Are they ever going to lose a game? No chance. Wasco go 10 points up. Yes, they are. You just never yes, know. Yes, they are when the pressure <laughs> comes on. All right, well, we're, um, we're going to go to Saracens now. One of your old mates, Jim, we've got uh, Skulk Brits is on the phone, the Saracens hooker. Skulk, thank you very much for joining us, mate. Well, it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Lekker, lekker. Lekker, uh, Scholar, you're a big fan of the show, aren't you? Yeah, of course. Of, of course. course. <laughs> of course. Um, Scholar, how are you? Just because of you, Jim. I love you. I miss you. Do Recommend. you actually miss Jim? What do you miss about Jim? Well, just his negativity around the place. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 was he like, what was he like in the team? What sort of character was he? Well, he was a character, that's for sure. It's, um, to be honest, uh, Jim was actually the hardest trainer in the squad. He's, uh, he didn't play much, but he trained hard. Oh, are you joking? Uh, yeah, are you joking? <laughs> I played every week, mate. <laughs> yeah, five-minute cameo. The <laughs> so true. People, I've got at the moment. Mate, people only remember the championship rounds, mate. You don't remember them four turnovers <laughs> against Glasgow that got us through to the semi. <laughs> uh, but, Scully, you, you owe me anyway, because it was your testimonial last week, and I dressed up as Captain Hook. Can we talk about that? How, oh, go- how good. Oh, my legs. Oh, um, my legs. I've seen more uh, meat yeah. on a chicken. <laughs> Well, the, the, the fact is, Jim told me he's a, a healthy 118 keg and he's feeling uh, like a racing snake. And when I saw him, there was no legs. So there's no chance Jim weighs 118 kilograms or everything is around the tummy. Mate, <laughs> he has, he has, he's on. had a cesarean though, that's Mate, the problem. Don't, 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 don't talk to Goody about tummies. Um, so how did the testimonial go? I mean, we'll talk a little bit. We've got you on the show, obviously, to talk about the game at the weekend against Leinster. But yes. how did the testimonial go? Um, Jim, it was quite awkward. Firstly, it was uh, it was a big honour and privilege to um, to have a testimonial as a South African coming to the UK and actually receiving so much love uh, from the club and from from everyone that was involved was quite overwhelming. But it was quite weird in the the sense that uh, and awkward that you watch videos of yourself while you're in the room and people talk about you in the third person so it was that was awkward but the night was fantastic Scott let me just stop you there because you say it's weird to look at videos of yourself mate me and my wife watch videos of ourselves oh that's disgusting Jim (laughs) disgusting and it's not weird mate when you're when you're as athletic looking as me mate it's not weird it's like actually quite it's quite nice um sorry I don't know what kind of videos you watch, though. Uh, homemade ones? Yeah, what Man, sort of no, videos no, do you watch? Ones. Mate, ones of me running around smashing boys. Oh, right. I thought you said you, you said oh. videos of you, you and, and your Beck. wife. Well, yeah, but me and yeah. my wife watched the videos. Oh, uh, Scholar, right. uh, but it was a success, yeah? Yeah, it was a fantastic night. Thank you, Jim, and thank you for coming. Lekker loads of rende to take home to the farm. Mate, he doesn't need that, mate. He's loaded. He's as rich <laughs> as me, mate. <laughs> uh, Scala, mate, obviously, you know, it's actually quite nice to hear you talk about the, the fact that you really appreciate you know, a South African coming over here and a lot, lot of love in the room. But um, here's me, 37 now, nearly 38, retired. Stone. Stone, Stone as well, yeah. yeah. Two years out of the game, retired. And you're retiring supposedly, and I say supposedly because it's a double-loaded question. You're retiring at the end of the season. Yeah. Why? Because you've still got four years left in you. You're that good. Um, the, the fact is, is a pre-season I came to, the well, at, at Saracens, and that Nick Ezekwe was, uh, I was double his age. So you could be his dad, fact, yeah. Yes, I could be his dad. And it's it's time to there's a time to start and it's time to finish. Uh, and the longer I play this beautiful game called rugby, the more difficult the transition will be into the next career. So, and it's I'm I'm looking forward to sitting back, having a glass of wine or beer, and watch the boys play um, and be be, be this a, a typical supporter. And obviously, you know, you've been over at playing for Saris now for. How many years is it? Ten years? No. Yeah, nine. Nine years, yeah. Um, and obviously you talk about the transition going out of the game and into retirement and another life in terms of working. What are the plans for you, buddy? Are you staying over in London? Are you looking to build a career here in something else? Are you back to SA? What's the what's the story? Um currently it's I've I've um I've applied or in the process of applying to become a blue. Um so my background's accountancy, so I want to do uh executive MBA and I'll stay here till Hopefully, if I get accepted, I'll stay here till December uh, and hopefully play the varsity match. And then after that, I'll go back home. Only reason for going actually back home is a company called Remgo is giving me the opportunity to try different avenues. The stuff that I'm interested in is corporate finance, venture capital, something in finance like that. 
And they give me a bit of... <laughs> oh, mate, if you need any foreign exchange, come and talk to me. Money Corp, amazing company. Quick question, yeah, so, Ox- Oxford anyway. or Cambridge? Um, uh, let's see. Ah, oh, I interesting, like Scholar. Like but you, you said two words then. I thought you said MBA and Blowy, but you said uh, it was <laughs> it was MB, MBE, what was it? MBA. An MBA. MBA, MBA, MBA and a Blue, not a Blowy. Scholar, last question before we get on to the game at the weekend. So we were at your testimonial and John Smith and Brian Moore, a lot of commentator, spoke about you as a player, spoke a little bit about their career. Let's talk a little bit about South Africa because, you know, without blowing smoke up your arse too much, you know, for Saracens, you've been sensational. Is there a disappointment in deep inside you that feels you should have got more caps for South Africa? Um, I would have loved getting more caps, but uh, things just, they just, oh, Jimmy, I can't can't wish anything that changed probably made me a better person and I actually if I played probably played more tests then I wouldn't have come to Saracen and coming to to London and Saracen wasn't just the best rugby decision it was the best life decision that uh, uh, my wife and myself made so and, and it's given us so many opportunities and it's been fantastic uh, my English hasn't improved much Jim but the, the the life we've carved out here has been phenomenal and the friends we've made uh, and Scala, how many how many caps have you got for South Africa? I've got a full round of ten caps, mate. There's nothing wrong with you in double figures. The reason Jim asked that because he's got sixty three, sixty three, sixty three Scotland caps, which yeah. is literally um, like ten South African caps. Like you've got is one hundred and forty Scotland caps. <laughs> I've got seventeen England caps. That's probably worth one hundred and eighty Scotland caps. So Jim's just yeah. a bit bitter, isn't he? That we both play for yeah. proper tier one nations. Mate, I won Scala well, two well, Champions Cups, mate. So leave well, it at that. The, 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 the fact is, I've played ten test matches and won nine games. I don't think Jim has won what, nine test matches. <laughs> Scully, you're breaking, Scully, you're breaking <laughs> up, mate. You're breaking up. We should chat about the rugby at the weekend. Um, obviously, how, how's the week been? You know, obviously, great game uh, in terms of bums on seats watching the game at the weekend. It wasn't a, a classic game between uh, Saris and Quins, but obviously, building into the quarter final, how's training been this week? Um, it's been it's been well. Today was a bit more, but a bit, bit of a, a run through. Um, we are looking forward to, well, playing arguably the best team in in Europe at the moment. So th- this was quite a good momentum starter against Quinns. Although the game didn't pan out like we wanted, or I guess Quinns wanted either. Um, but it is, we're looking forward to this game and we've got a couple of things up our sleeves for for, for them. And what have you picked out, Scholar? You mentioned Leinster, obviously the form team. I don't really yeah. think they got tested in, in the pool stages. I mean, they're doing well in the Pro 14. Leo Cullen's coaching them well. Stuart Lancaster's gone there and do, yeah. d- done really well. I know you watch loads of rugby and you're an avid guy that sits on the computer doing analysis. But, <laughs> but, but what have you picked up? Why are Leinster so good? They've got good players, Jim. I mean, they, they, they've got good players that make good decisions. In the essence, I mean, they've got a nine and ten that runs the show. But as you said, I don't think from from a defensive point they've been under uh, pressure, like wolfback pressure that we will hopefully bring on the weekend. Amen. And uh, hopefully with that, you know, uh, it's easy to play with front football from a defensive point of view. If you can, can put them under pressure, and then we've got great ball carries uh, um, players. So. Um, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be test match intensity, and this is the games you want to play, as you know. And obviously, looking at the the Surrey squad at the minute, you know, obviously Billy's been out for a while. Owen Farrell's yeah. missing at the weekend. Uh, any update on their fitness? And uh, there's rumours that Billy could be fit. There's rumours that Owen might not be fit. Um, I don't know. They haven't trained today, but you never know. It's, it's, the fact is, even if they play or don't play, uh, the next guy would just step into their boots, and uh, that would be a great opportunity for Loz or he, whoever plays. Uh, to take that responsibility and make it his. You know, it, it, rugby is unfortunately one of those games that um, if we get injured, the next guy steps up. No, see, uh, from a service perspective, you'll fill that void and uh, be amazing. I know, I know you talk about that, and obviously you've got quality. You talk about Farrell being injured and Lozowski comes in. How bad was it last year if Marrow or Cruzo were injured and you thought, oh, geez, the next guy is Jim Hamilton? How are we throwing to him and his flippers on his hands? It's just, it's hard work, isn't it? Um, I'd, I would love to agree, but I, I can only, and honestly can't. say uh, it was actually nice uh, playing with Jim. I mean, he was the enforcer. Uh, he did lead our pack, and it was, it was actually nice having him in our pack. I mean, I would rather have Jim with me, uh, like in the days when he always tried to bully me when he played for Gloucester. 
So it was fantastic um, actually playing next to him. Check's in the post, Scholar. Check <laughs> is in the post on the way, for sure. Uh, Scholar, last question I'm going to ask you because it's, there's a big talking point this week about uh, the league and stuff, but I'm not going to get into the, the closure of the league and they're talking about ring fence and that. I just want to get your opinion in your last season and we saw how I finished up in my last season. Basically, I was absolutely fucked driving the Mondeo up, up and down the M25. Carrying the yeah. t- Sarri's team, though, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mara comes back into the team at the weekend, scores a try, sleeping celebration, uh, football yeah. style. Do you think the England guys have been overworked and they're effectively fucked from the amount of games that they've got to play? Have they come back into the squad full of energy? I know Mako's been in Tenerife with his shirt off, you bastard. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Um, but like, what, what do you think, as an old-school guy, do you think there's too many games on the guys playing in the Premiership? Jim, it, it's, um, I, I just think in general there's too much rugby. Uh, I would rather have less rugby, uh, b- better quality uh, games. And, uh, I mean, the, the unfortunate thing, while the internationals are on, you lose a big part of your entertainment package or the, the draw to the premiership. Although it gives opportunities to other players, unfortunately, players want to see the best players playing. Um, and from, from a health point of view, it's not healthy for players that want to make this a career to play that amount of money, irrelevant of how much the England or Scotland or Wales players get paid. In the long term, you'll break down if you play too much rugby. It may not be this season, but it may be the season after this one or the one after that. Um, and you want that's that's their asset, and they have to look after their players better. Lekker, lekker, bro. Lekker, my bro. Lekker, me, me, China. Scott Brooks, thank you very, very much for coming on the show, and best of luck for this weekend, mate. And hopefully, you guys can uh, defend your title. Well, guys, thank you for the invite. Have a great night. You're, Cheers, you're welcome. I'll see you. Look out for me. I'll be waving. I'll be waving. Okay, for you. <laughs> Cheers, <laughs> mate. Bye, guys. I, I reckon he's up there with. The most honest, candid individual ever what, what to the, say that the, I was what, that what, good. Well, he, he, he tells <laughs> lies there. I reckon he's up there with the nicest people in rugby. Yeah. Name me a nicer bloke. Every time you hear watch Scout Bits play, he's always smiling. Yeah. He got, an edge, he, he got an edge to him as well, mate. He's yeah, been well, sent off. Oh, jeez, don't get me wrong. He's a tough bugger. Uh, but what a genuinely decent bloke. He lies about you and how good you are. How much you paid him for that? I only paid him a ton, mate. Nothing. It's nothing, <laughs> it's nothing, nothing between rich men. But, Pocket change. But for me... I, I'm surprised he's retiring. I'm not, I'm not a little bit, but I'm not surprised he's retiring. I, now you hear his point. Yeah, I get it. But it's the whole thing. You watch these players, and whether you're a fan, whether you're, it's like what we're doing now in punditry. When you see a certain player not playing in a team, you're like, why isn't he playing? I want to see him play. Yeah, you don't want to see Scout Bricks retire because he's been that good over his career, especially coming over here. And you know, I had the pleasure of playing with John Schmidt uh, for the Sharks. Alpha, Alpha. He's lost a boatload away. I need to talk to him. <laughs> he has lost a bit, yeah. He's in, he's in Hong Kong next week. Yeah, he is. I'm like, uh, John, how did you lose all that weight? Because you were hanging. Let's go for a tim- dim sum. $10. <laughs> $10 dim sum. Yeah, but look, what a ledge. All right, let's um, carry on with the Champions Cup. Murray, Omahini, Carney, yeah. and co have been in Dubai. While Saracens brought their starting internationals back to pay Quinns, would you rather have the week off or have an extra week um, playing together ahead of a big game? Jim had the whole season off, pretty much. He played two minutes every week. but I don't know. What, mate, well, we'll see what happens. All I'm saying is every year I was at Saracens, I won a cup. I mean, it's unbelievable when you, when you actually think about it like that. Every single year. Three years, first year. Premiership. You playing the final? Yes. Start turn, the final? Mate, I got the turn to turnover against Exeter. That, that was the second year. I I got the turnover against Bath. <laughs> against Bath. That ultimately uh, made a score in the corner. Yeah. yeah. But, but I'll be in Dublin for the game. It's on Sunday. On Easter. Is it Easter Sunday? Yeah. It's on Easter Sunday. The big one. The favourites versus the champions. Oh, I'm intrigued by this game. What do you it, reckon? The, the reality of it is, right, you go back to the group stages and Leinster were so dominant, unbeaten. They the weren't un- tested. The only team, well, they were in a bloody tough group though. They, they were tested. But, and I said at the time, you get to the end of the group stages, that team has not played together since, not even the last game because they rested a few because they were already qualified. They haven't played together since early to mid-January. There you go. So as a team. So you're saying Sarri's going to beat them? You play the quarterfinal in end of Jan, Leinster win no problem. Not no problem. Leinster are... I think that's where we're now. Anything can happen. True. You've got boys on, you know, some of the Irish boys. And dubs. In Dubai, hiding in the shade. They, they don't like the sun, do mate, they? they don't, mate. Why are they so white in, in Ireland? <laughs> it's not that cold, oh, is it? Oh, we're on holiday. We're in Dubai. It's really sunny. Let's get in the shade. Do so you um, reckon the week off could hamper them more than... Well, this is the thing, the hard thing. But you look at Saris and like, you goes back and plays and... Um, Mako's in Tenerife with his top off. Tenerife. <laughs> I need to see those pictures. Were they... Mate, I don't think they're out there. Oh, have you got a picture? No, I haven't, no. 
yeah, so they played as many people as they could to win that game. Farrell was injured. Obviously, Marrow did play. Jamie George played. Uh, Cruz is injured. Yep. Uh, Liam Williams played. Yep. Sean Maitland played. So the guys that I would have said needed resting would have been definitely Mako. Yep. He started every game for England, needed a rest. I thought Marrow needed a rest. He's, but, mate, he's not tired, he said. That, yeah, we said he ain't tired, mate. Celebration. No, yeah, celebration. He ain't tired. He is. Um, but he had to play because there's no second rows. Everyone, Big Willie's injured and Crusoe's injured, injured his back. It's glass back. Glass back, mate. Injured his back. Well, it's Christmas soon, isn't it? So he always has Christmas off. Um, <laughs> it's Christmas soon, so he always. Yeah, so, so oh, Saracens, he's... yeah, they weren't as strong as they could do. Saracens are big on the players playing together. Yeah. And a bit of continuity going in. They'd never want to go into a quarterfinal like that having not played. The team that's potentially going to play. Leinster got done at the Ospreys. But that's what I mean. So and none of them hardly. Yeah, well, well them that's played. what I mean. So I didn't realise it's been that long since they played together. But the thing is, like, so you go and call it. Say, do you reckon? Going I, I, I'm going to go Saracens. So if you're a betting man, you go with Leinster because everything points that way. But if you look at it on the inside, like you've just said, I've looked at your insides a couple of times as well. Mate, how good, how clean, how clean. But the thing is, for me, is that uh, Grand Slam game in Twickenham. I think that that's going to have backfired on the island players. Do you reckon? Celebrations. But, well, I, the celebrations, the week off, and I was chatting to my mate Larry about it on the phone today. Larry? 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 Larry. Uh, we were chatting about it today. <laughs> you watched that And he made a good point. <laughs> mate, so in terms of raising the emotion, can they raise their emotion again? Because the Saris guys, especially if Faz is playing. Is he fit, is he fit playing, Faz? Don't know, mate. I don't know, mate. If, he, if he's remotely fit, if he's nearly fit, he's in. Uh, but yeah, so for me, in terms of can the Irish boys raise their emotion again? Saris have got history of winning away quarterfinals. And they're due a big performance. Mate, they are. And mm. everything for me, from what I'm hearing, from what I've seen, is gearing towards this game. Toulon showed a bit of form on the weekend against Clermont. Um, looking forward to they have much of a chance at Tom Park against Munster. Mate, in form, our mate Ashy. Look what he did. Hey, you come on this rugby pod. First and foremost, Jacob Stockdale comes on. Two weeks later, was he win? Everything. All the sorts. player of the Six Nations breaks records. Last week, Chris Ashton comes on. Equals the top try scoring record in a season of Napoleon Alanga from 2008. Of 21 tries at the weekend. The funny thing about the game, though, they win 49 0. Uh, Melikai Fekatoa, how good is he? Mate, he, I'd say he's the best player in the top four. From what I've seen, he's I've only seen his highlight reels. Have you seen the, the photo that was flying around with his piece? Oh, Elever, my God. Elever piece. Mate, that. it's the biggest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> it's the vainiest, the biggest. <laughs> I mean, it's pointing up, so you've seen yeah. the bottom of it, which is generally more vainier. I mean, I don't know what yours are like. Oh, my snakes. <laughs> it is a snake. I mean... Yeah, anyway, so I don't know if it's out there. Snake. So what do you need to Google? Fekatoa snake? But yeah, you talk about it, and Fekatoa's made a couple of breaks, and it's like simple 2v1. Ashley's on the outside to break the record. He's looked at him, given it. Nah. You've got a bigger piece than me, but I've, I'm, Sk- I'm so skinning Fe- you. Fekatoa's got the ball, skin the last man, as opposed to just giving Ashley a simple run. And, uh, he'll break the record, and you know Ashley's been brilliant for too long this year. You know, you look at the players that are in and around him, but he's gone and sniffed out some tries. Are too um, long getting better now than they were under the Cowboy? Uh, yeah, they are, to be fair. Bello played well at 10. Obviously, Bastereau is in decent form. <laughs> down right. to you. Down to yeah, you, you are, you're welcome, Bastereau. <laughs> Toulon fans and French Rugby Union fans, you are welcome. Um, so anyway, going back to coming on to the podcast, Scout Brits come on this week. You can see it happening, can't you? MOM. I'm telling you now, Scout Brits, man of the match. Well, come on, he'll do something. And then, you know, that's what the pod does. Exactly. Influences. We are. So you're going Sarri's win. I'm going Sarri's win. And then the, in the other one, what do we say? I'll go too long to beat Munster. Well, Munster have sent the boys on holiday. So Keith Earls was hiding in the shade in Dubai. Conor Murray hiding in the shade in Dubai. That outfit's Conor Murray. Peter Omani outfit's Conor Murray, hiding mate. in the shade in Dubai. They're not scared. They don't like the sun, do they? No, they don't like down. a... I lay there like an absolute whale. Well, the thing is, in the uh, sun every time mate, when I was in Dubai, Peter Oma- sweating. Mate, Peter O'Mahony, Peter O'Mahony, O'Mahony looks right. like he's been chewing wasps. So if he goes out, if he goes out in the sun and there's wasps or bees out there, that man could die. Scarlets, La Rochelle. That's a hell of a game. I'm back in the Scarlets. It's at the Scarlets. That's a big call. But La Rochelle aren't in great form in, yeah, in the top off. 14. They're, they're, they've got massive question marks over who's going to play uh, 10. Ryan Lamb uh, has been abject, I think, in the last couple of games when he's played. Uh, Sinzel's a winger who could play at 10. Brock James is leaving. So they've got that, that issue in the, in, the, in the slot. But I'd love to see Scarlet get through. But I can't see 
Scarlet's beating them. No. Just on sheer size. Botty, is it? Bottier. Bottier. He's unbelievable. Mate. He's nearly as strong as you. <laughs> Carries a ball similar, mate. Yeah. If you YouTube Bottier. That's it. Just YouTube Larishel Bottier, and he's wearing a 12 or a 7 yeah. on his back. And Monster. he is absolutely monstering, boys. But this, this is the argument that you talk about the quarterfinals. We had the Six Nations last round of games last weekend, as yeah. it were. Um, you have a week back in your club team, and then you're into the quarterfinals. Knockout rugby. You look at the seat, you talk about season restructuring, etc. You need at least you need two weeks post Six Nations, so you can give the guys all the guys that played a week off. Then you can bring them back in the fold and play a week together. Yeah, and then you build up for the third game. Exactly. So it's hard. Like some clubs, you look at all the Irish boys have been hiding in the shade in in Dubai. Sarri's boys barred up. The Toulon boys, they all barred up and played. Claremont boys, some of them got rested. Um, it's not sustainable. Man. No, no, and and that's where season structure needs to be looked at and. Yeah. Clubs that are, it's a massive game. Quarterfinals of the Champions Cup. And the travelling and everything that's yeah. involved in that. Yeah. One yeah. more quarterfinal, Clermont versus Racing. So tough to call. Because Clermont that's in Clermont, isn't it? It's in Clermont. But, but since they dusted up Saris at Allianz and then scraped past them the week after. This is nothing. They're being garbage. They're like ninth in the top fourteen. Well, this is it. This is they're their making, Everest, mate. They're making Europe next year. This is their Everest, mate. Right. The only way Clermont are in next year's Champions Cup. Is if they win it. Cami Lopez came it's off the bench. So Luke McAllister's playing 10, and, and Luke, he's a good lad, like, loves the chop. He's not a 10. What were you saying, Jim? No, didn't say anything. On, what, were you, what were you insinuating? Mushroom, mate. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. Yeah, Racing have won 11 of the last 13. Yeah, Claremont are such a hard team to, to work out what's going on there. Well, I know, I know Claremont are pinning everything on the Champions Cup, but. When you get absolutely humped, forty nine. I think Clermont are going to win because of that reason. Yeah, I just think the their stadium, Clermont Stadium, yeah. the best stadium, best but club stadium. When you watch the game, have a look at Tamafuna. He has eaten four other human beings. <laughs> the size of it. Is he the tight? Yeah, he's hundred and sixty clicks easy. How slow? He is hundred and sixty clicks. Do you think he feels good or not? Do you think? Do you think he's in the game I, thinking probably, oh, I feel great or I am absolutely fucked? Mate, I watched. I commentated on him at the weekend, and I'm like, that, he's knocking on death's door. But then he goes home, logs into to his online bank, and he's like, he's all right. Yeah, he's I'm happy. all right, mate. Should we go to the rumor mill? You guys got any rumors floating around? Um, well, Maffey's agreed terms with Leicester. Stevie Maffey back to Leicester. I mean, that's done deal. Yeah. So we've heard. Cuthbert signed for Exeter. Yeah, that's a done deal. It was going to be a rumour. It's an announced done deal. Uh, Joey Carberry leaving Leinster to go on loan to Ulster. Trey Bizarre. Or maybe not well, the different ends of the... It all depends on Paddy Jackson, doesn't it? Yeah, I've yeah. heard he's leaving anyway, regardless of what happens. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously... Uh, the tri- He's going to have to leave, isn't he? Tri- I mean, who knows what's going on. The trial's going on. Um, I don't know, it's one of them. If, you, if you're innocent, why should you leave? I don't know. I think you're in a... You're in a tough spot a, because you've been a accused A fishbowl of... there, get it? A fishbowl? You're, you're an Andy Rowe bowl there. Yeah. <laughs> Cipriani to Japan to sail. I heard Japan then sail. I, I heard it straight to sail. Is it? Well, yeah. You know, mate. You know him. No, you, I don't. You work at Wasps. Yeah. Should we go to some social media? Because we didn't do any social media last week. Go on then. Let's get on it. Okay. Uh, well, we talk about the social media off air. We do. Like we go through the tweets. Let's just mention that. Fighting Fit Picks has uh, tweeted in. Did Alan Shearer reply to Andy's tweet, or was that a J.K. Rowling tumbleweed moment? No, he favorited, he favorited my tweet. Did he? I got it here if you want. Well, I've got, I've got a message off Joe. If, uh, if these you are more lies. Can I, can I read it? Can I? Can you hand me the phone and I'll read it? Read what? The message from Joe that yeah. you're talking about. I'm going to hold it up. Well, hand me the phone. I'll hold it up and then you can read I'm not it. Gonna, Jim, I'm not going to do Okay, so I'm going to come over to your mic now. I'll read it. Let me just check the date on that. 18th to the 10th, 2017. Yeah, that's last year. So, <laughs> what are you doing? You go into your archive of messages. Go on then, read it. Read it. Hold on, let me see. Hi, Jim. Just want to ask you to stop tweeting me and messaging me at every opportunity to do with rugby. <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassing. Kiss. With two, no, it's two kisses, actually. Uh, Dr. Maybe's tweeted in, how many Maltesers can you fit under your foreskin? Well, it's... Well, about, I can fit about three packets in my mouth. I'll take that for three. <laughs> what, the foreskins? <laughs> <laughs> three packets of foreskins. 
I don't know. I've got a lot, mate. I've got a lot of force. Yeah, you have, you? I've, I've well, seen that. It's got to grow into it, hasn't Imagine it? So. <laughs> it grows into it. It's weird. What a, what you, a weird contraption. When you when you peel that back, it absolutely stinks. Yeah, it does, mate. Yeah, always wonder whether you need to peel back for wee or not. But obviously, it goes. <laughs> yeah. Just, There's a question. We've we've done the old. Is it a front to back wipe or around the side wipe? Whatever. Do you peel back to wee? Do you peel back to wee? I don't. I just go straight. Hosing it down everywhere. Straight. Through Imagine straight through the helmet, mate. <laughs> no, straight through the helmet's cap. You know Donald's tweet. Where is this pod going? <laughs> What's it, the best song to sing on tour? The best song? Yeah. We had, we had a sing song. One of my you think back to sing songs on the bus and stuff. Mm-hmm. One of the ones I laughed at the most, mainly a, a career laugh, but um Die Young got up at the front of the bus once to sing at the end of our first season and he was singing Gary Glitter, do you want to be in my gang, my gang, my gang, want to be in my gang? And for a big chap singing it, we were like, oh, yes, oh, yes, I'm in your gang. And it was funny, but then it's not funny what Gary Glitter did. So No, so, no. It was just so, funny seeing a man that size singing Gary Glitter. Yeah. You, I'm a leader, <laughs> I'm a leader. I don't know what, tour songs, mad, yeah, I don't know. I used to, we used to do a bit of singing. Did you do a song for your cap or not? I did, yeah. What was it? It was... Um, Give us the first line. So it was Will Young. Remember Will Young? Yeah. Pop um, Idol. Yeah. I went to see them in Birmingham NEC and Gareth yeah. Gates. Yeah, mine was Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby. I like stop. I like stop. Collaborate and listen. I sit back with a brand new adventure. Something grabs a hold of me tightly. Flow like a hawk through daily and nightly. What up? Corbs. You know he's still trying to be Corbs, isn't he? Mate, you got to let it go. Corbs came on the show literally two months ago now. But he failed to mention that the inside ball is now being played more against defences. Runners off nine. James Jones has tweeted in, in the wake of the Australian cricket scandal, are you guys aware of this? Cheats. Yeah. Are we yeah, aware yeah, of it? Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Okay. What All planet right, are we on? All right. Were you ever party to organised cheating that you may or may not have agreed with and uh, may not have been successful with? Yeah. yeah it's, it's where you draw the line on cheating, right? And on my radio show this week, um, we spoke about this. Love radio. Love radio. No, love sport. Oh, it doesn't. No, no, no. <laughs> love, love sport radio. Um, we talked about this. Now, we, we played at Leicester. Yeah. And wherever you played away from home at Leicester and you give penalties away, and it's the whole thing of giving a penalty away when you know you, or you think you're going to concede a try. The whole crowd sings, same old Leicester, always cheating. So you're cheating to the letter of the law, but you know, what they've done is immoral, planning it over lunch. Uh, as a senior player group and then taking a foreign object onto the field of play that you know shouldn't be involved in the game so there, there is levels of cheating see I don't know if it's cheating but in 2003 at Leicester when the World Cup boys were away uh, I'd stepped into Martin Jordan, Johnson's shadows and played against Leeds away and, and Leeds, Leeds, Leeds Leeds and Dino said to me before the game if there's anyone close to the ball you give them a good old fucking shoe in I was like Dino Amen, mate. So I've got my Gilberts on. <laughs> Who wore Gilberts? Well, mate, when they pay when they pay a grand a year, you wear them, <laughs> don't you, mate? Um, so first ruck, yep. go in. Dave Dave Pierce was refereeing. Yep. Carl Hogg, who's the Worcester Forwards coach uh, now, good friend of mine. Anyway, he's over the ball, so I've gone in and give him an absolute slipper in. River dance on his back, on his head. Oh, jeez, mate. Dino didn't specify where to shoe someone. Caught him on the head. Didn't mean to. All his teammates are saying, stay down, stay down. I'm like, mate, you getting up or not? Getting up. I mean, he's got a head like a like a tennis ball. So, it w- <laughs> I mean, I should I should have missed it. Really. You're like, are we getting up? Are we going again or what? No, mate, stayed down. Sent off. Are you red carded? Sent off. Come off the pitch. Lost the leads. I was in the second row with Guy Manson Bishop. Remember him? The Guy big, Massive Buttocks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you had Martin Johnson, Ben K. You had Big Jim and Guy Manson Bishop. Got sent off. Dino comes up to me he's like what the hell th- how do you think I was like Dino you told me to go and <laughs> shoot someone and he's like mate are you fucking deluded and anyway so I, had to, I got long bus trip home and had my disciplinary and I didn't have much money at this time so I had a grand Gilbert boot deal I was on my first contract at Leicester which was five grand a year so basically I was on six grand a year so I didn't have much money so I had to order special shoes and I had these crocodile shoes you know them ones you used to buy from the shop base so they had a big yeah, yeah so slip-ons they, they had a lot of slip-on ones but they had like they had like a crocodile kind of frontage to it I mean it cost me a good 25 quid and uh, I wore these to the disciplinary and then Dino's driving me down there got out of the car to go to Twickenham for the disciplinary and Dino's like are you taking the piss out of me <laughs> and I'm like I had no idea what had no idea what he was on about so I'm looking at it I'm like I have no idea like we haven't spoken for two and a half hours I don't know what you're speaking so you're about. in the car he didn't talk 
didn't speak to me the whole way down. Were you in the back, the front? No, I was in the front next to him. Got out of the car. Sweet. No, mate, nothing. No chat? Nothing. How awkward is that? Mate, no radio, no chat at all. Didn't speak to me. Got out of the car, and he asked me if I'm taking the piss. And I was like, I did, had no idea. He said, take your fucking shoes off now. <laughs> so I had to go into the disciplinary. You're like, mate, they're in, base, they're base, it, crocodile I was skin. like, what's wrong? Right? I didn't see they were like cream with crocodiles. I thought cream. they looked cool. I thought they, I thought they looked cool as fuck. I had to go in, had to go into my disciplinary with no, with no shoes on. And I got an eight-week ban. No, you went in with no shoes no on? No shoes, just my socks. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? Mate, absolute joker. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... You had Dino, no flippers Dino in the Dino car? made me, mate. Nothing. So came out, shoes are gone. I was like, Dino, I'm on five grand a year. Where the hell am I buying shoes from? <laughs> Size 15. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up with uh, what's been good, what's been bad, and what's been ugly in rugby over the last uh, week or so, Goody. Uh, yeah, bits of good stuff over the weekend. Good stuff. Um, Tom Marshall's try for Gloucester against London Irish. Uh, Fafter Clerk's effort for Sale versus Worcester. That was a full length of the pitch effort. That was a good try, that. Hell of a try. Uh, you talk about Chris Ashton equaling Napoleon Nalanga's record uh, for the most tries in the top 14 season. Uh, then we go to the... Leicester Wasps game. Dan Robson's try-saving tackle on Sam Harrison. Matthew Tate's try-saving tackle on Dan Robson himself. Proper humdinger. That was a proper, decent game of Premiership Rugby Intense. That was pretty good itself. But for me, the best thing about the weekend, Nicky Gonover scoring for Newcastle Falcons at St. James's Park and then giving it the Alan Shearer celebration. How good was that to see? You know, for a Fijian boy, understanding the culture of, of, of a team like that and a city and then replicating Shearer, you know, who's a legend of the club. You know, Alan Shearer, not many people have got statues up in Newcastle. Obviously, he has, I have. Um, you know, what a, <laughs> what a hero. Uh, so the good this week goes to Nicky Gunover with that his was, that was good. Alan Shearer impression. That was Did, good. Uh, the bad, well, we talked about Claremont earlier, losing 49-0 at Toulon. Who don't score a point these days? Exactly, and the week before a quarterfinal. The week before the quarterfinal of the Champions Cup. That was pretty bad. But for me, London Irish, they're getting the bad this week. They were 17-0 up then slipped to defeat against Gloucester. The whole situation with Nick Kennedy leaving, he's a man, he's had a good history at that club, put a lot into it for him to leave in the way he did. And then that's probably the final nail in the coffin for, for them. They're not down yet, mathematically, but had they have beaten Gloucester, with Worcester getting absolutely dominated by Sale, you could see a little bit of a momentum shift. So I the think bad I, this week has to go to London Irish. I think London Irish are down and out and buried. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll see them again. And then the ugly, um, only one thing really, or two things that were pretty ugly this weekend. Nick Maloof's high shot on Christian Wade, I thought that was a red card. Mm. Um, caught him flush on the chin, um, pretty dangerous. But the main thing for me this weekend, we're going back to homophobia. It was a bit of a, apparently an alleged, and I'll say alleged, homophobic slur, not once, but twice, in the direction of Jamie Shilcock by reportedly... Denny Solomona. Um, so we yet to see what's happened with that and where it was going to go. But Do you know what it said? I don't know. But Jamie Shilcock re- reported it straight away to the referee, saying he'd been homophobically abused twice. Um, and we saw it at Bastero. No place for it in the game. No place. So there's the ugly. All right, well, we'll leave it there. Um, don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Twitter. Review us on iTunes and check out eventbrite.co.uk for any details on the upcoming live shows. Thank you very much, Rugby Pod. Rugby Pod. Pod, pod, pod. Thank <laughs> you.